When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nathan Buckley is alongside of me, and the first edition of the Buck stops here. It's for tyre power. Big tip, store-wide super sale is now on, is upon us. Bucks, how right. are you? All right, Kano, let's jump into it. Uh, number one, uh, look out Geelong. Melbourne Ooh. are on their way back. Uh, last year, they, they could not get their back six in order uh, from the from the get-go. Still went 10-0 and 0 to start the season after their premiership in 21. And they were even 25 points up against Freo in round 11 before Freo kicked 12 goals to one in the second half that we all remember. And then everything turned. Melbourne went six for six for the rest of the year and went out in straight sets in the finals. But they look happy. They look healthy. And they look hungry again. So I just think that their back their back line is where it's all set up. Stephen May, Lever, Petty as a young underrated key. And I just think that the rest of their game is set up with the confidence of their back six. Their mids are getting back to support. Petrarca looks happy, healthy again. And there's no like, and their forward line setup is dynamic, but it's largely off the back of their their confidence in their their back six. And you can't underestimate, and, and, I'm, and what we saw from Gorn and Grundy was excellent, but it just comes, it just comes back off the, off the confidence in their back six, which is, I reckon, where they, they got their mojo towards the end of 21. It was just their defense just came t- together so well that it gave their mids and their forwards so much confidence to go and do what they had to do. Assistant coach Adam Uze spoke after the game about the way they've changed going inside 50. We really like the way that we play and the way that we moved the ball over the last couple of years, but there were some issues in our game that we wanted to really straighten up. So our forward line mix is going to help with that. But yeah, we've changed a little bit of some of our entries and um, we'll look to attack the goals a bit more. But um, yeah, it was nice to see us hit the scoreboard and, and look really potent on offence. Some teams are happy to sort of ease their way into the season as well, Bucks. I reckon they've set themselves for a fast start. I mean, last week, even after the game, they're doing running. Clearly, that fitness aspect has been an issue for them. Second halves let them down last year. But you're right. Like, Richmond would know not to let Melbourne mark the footy in their forward line. Yet it just happens because they're so well organised. There was 28 intercept possessions between May, Lever, Petty and Brayshaw on the weekend. And they scored six goals from defensive transition, which is a very high number. Yep. What's your? But what's once, your, uh, I'll go. I'll go to the next one. But once again, we're we're not not focusing too much on just pracking matches. But we know mm. what Melbourne's it's best been a strength fo- for ages. Though. What Melbourne's best football looks like. Yeah, not dissimilar. Melbourne's best at the end of twenty one. Geelong's best at the end of twenty two. Will some? Will it be Sydney or Brisbane that pop up and start playing that sort of footy? But those two teams themselves have proven to be able to reach a level that others haven't been able to go with. It'd be great to see two or three or four teams around there by the end of the year. Um, Number two um, is Liam Jones at the Dogs. What can he do to unlock the Bulldogs' capacity from his role at fullback? Ron Smith had this to say. 
Well, that's one thing that James has you know, really brought the whole pre-season uh, is his speed and competitiveness and um, he was terrific today. I think he took nine intercept marks and you know, he read the cues of the, of the kicker really well and he comes forward and you know, he's always looking to help out a teammate as well. Now, now, Liam Jones on his own, I mean, he hasn't been seen as a star of the competition at any mm. point in his career, but what he is is a very effective key defender and there's an argument to say that he's in as good a shape and position now to impact for his team as he ever has. Mm. And when you're looking at a team that has struggled to find a key defender that they've been able to build a defence around, they've had intercept defenders like Easton Wood as an intercept defender or or other players that have come off and and been medium-sized intercept defenders, but they've never had, or mm. for, a long, for the longest time, haven't had that key defender to build a defence around, which therefore gives the confidence to the midfielders and the forwards to do what they need to do. He's only played in two winning seasons in his career. Is that right? Liam Jones. So he's, he's 57 wins and 106, 104 losses in his whole uh, uh, career. In 2010, he played five games for three wins and two. 2016 at Carlton, uh, eight games for five wins and three. But that's just wrong time, wrong place. But he could this be right time, right place, and the right guy to help give that midfield and some structure and stability to a Bulldogs back half that has struggled for it, even when even in their flag year, are able to do it in different ways. Is there the potential? And you know, we speak about their midfield power, and you're spot on with Joe. Though. He was just awesome. I mean, the way that he read the cues and the intercept marks that he took, he played 100 percent game time. Um, you know, just just look ready to go. Is there the potential that losing Dunkley and Hunter could benefit the midfield? Because I always thought they struggled to fit everyone in that midfield, as silly as that sounds. But on the weekend, the, the numbers that those mids had, and Bailey Smith and Bontempelli and Libba and McRae and Trelaw, they're all nearly 30. They were smashed North Melbourne out of the centre bounce. Could that possibly be a positive? Um, yes, potentially. Or you were talking about trying to find roles for, for different players um, at different times when we were talking about Trent Cochin going out of the midfield. Um, there's no mm. doubt that sometimes you can have too many, and it's not as if that can't be an asset at, at, in some ways, but individuals, players, they have, they have a belief in what they are and, and, and what they're going to be, but, and maybe not enough time in the midfield is a challenge for them. But the Dogs midfield um, has the prospects of being as, as aggressive and uh, impactful as any. Um, number three, you got to tackle well to win. I, I just, I just think we we're talking about effective skills in the game. Picking up the ball from the ground cleanly, consistently is one. Is 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 my number one. This one, I think, will will impact more games than we know um, going into this year for a few reasons. Stewie Jew on the weekend um, about Gold Coast tackling, in particular in the third quarter. But the third quarter, there were some, some things that we didn't like. You know, you can't come home with three tackles to 18. Um, so we'll make sure we, we correct that for the season. I'm not just talking about intensity here. I'm actually talking about the technique and the capacity mm. to, to tackle well as a team. The ball carrier is taking on tacklers more than ever, and, and that is being coached. So let's take the tackler on. There's more, it seems like there's more ways to give freeze away. Like the, the, the aggressive, if you tackle too aggressively and sling, 
you don't just get a free, you can actually cop a week. Mm. The players will let themselves go forward better than they ever have to, to force a, a, a push in the back. We see the arms being lifted to encourage a high tackle. Knees are getting dropped a little bit. Yeah, even the capacity to tackle for a small defender or even a key defender to tackle an opposition player in in their def, in you know, mm. in the in the opposition's forward fifty, that simple uh, skill, two or three or four times a game could be the difference between winning and losing. They so spend I, enough time on it. Do clubs spend enough time on it? I, they they definitely they definitely have spent a lot of time, probably spending more time on actually taking the tackler on and evading, which means that when you're doing training drills, you're actually getting the other side. You're getting the flip side as well. But I think you, you can have you can be too aggressive in a tackle and likely give a free kick away, or you can be too passive in a tackle and the ball gets free in a chain of handballs or you get mm. don't argued. So the, getting that balance right, the best tackling teams, the, or the best teams this year will have to be Great tackling teams because it's just too much. There's too many, too much opportunity there for the ball carriers or freeze that can be given away and pressure release if you don't get it right. There's another point. The umpires are paying more holding the ball. Like they are not giving the ball winner as much time to dispose of the ball as they once had. That's my observation from the first two practice games. So the tackler is going to be rewarded for an effective tackle. There's That's no doubt if you get in, there'll be big games and there'll be key moments. We don't often we talk about the goals or the big marks or whatever, but there will be a moment across half back where a team looks like they're either going to break through and then go the length of the field and give their forwards a great chance or it's going to get stopped in its tracks. Mm-hmm. The teams that do it really well are the teams that stop it in its tracks and it's generally off the back of extra pressure and a closed down tackle. Number so, four on that. And this is off-Broadway a little bit, but the Adelaide Football Club, I'm so impressed by what I've seen from them in the last 13, 14 months, and it's largely around their intensity and their capacity to put pressure on. Matty Nick's talking about their momentum into the season. No, I'm really pleased at the moment with you know, that finish to you know, tonight's game was really pleasing. It's probably more than tonight's game. It's probably a block of work that we've been able to put in, you know, coming over to Perth and going up against uh, Frio first of all, sort of building a little bit of momentum out of that and belief. And then tonight was, uh, I thought the guys were, were very good across the board. So really pleasing. It's now giving us some momentum into round one. Now, I know I'm not in the right town, but I, I just I encourage anyone to go and have a look at Adelaide's best 22. And, right, and, by the way. And have a look at five or six no-names. I'm right about what? What you're about to say. Adelaide are better than anyone is giving them credit for. Well, I, and I, it's not off the back of their names at all. It's not even not even off the back of their, their style of play. I couldn't really – I mean, I, it's frenetic and they, and they want to go fast, but I just – there's no-names. So Sam Berry – He's a no-name, but he, but he seems to lay 10 tackles a game and, and he'll well, pick up high 20s, 30s. He was number one for tackling in the league last year, Barry. And who would have who would have thought that? And and Keyes, who's come across from um, Brisbane, now he's now he's been played as a pressure forward. He kicked four mm. goals in the weekend. <laughs> Once again, not not too much on pracky games, but he can he seems to me like he's become a more team-oriented player. He's one of the fittest players in the competition. Schoenberg, no one would know. Mm. Their, their, their back line looks like it's a cobbled together back six. Of, Murray and Butts. Murray and Butts is nowhere. Michelani, Hinge who's playing on the wing. So there, there's just no names. But then you go forward, and, and because of their intensity and because of their pressure on the opposition, you go forward, 
you're going to have a mix of Walker, Rankin, McAdam, who I think is underrated, who's, who's looks like they're up and about and they believe in what they're doing. Himmelberg, who I think is an underrated tall. Thilthorpe, who probably is going to struggle to get a game in their starting side because of that. Mm. You've got Rochelle Fogarty, who's found something. Uh, I just think O'Brien, a workman like Ruckman, but look at the, you can't look at the names. I think they'll win. We'll look at the ladder later. They won eight games last year and they started the season really well. I think they'll just, they, do, they shock teams with their intensity. I think they've got a top four intensity with the way they go about it. And I just reckon don't be, don't be um, penciling wins in against Adelaide. You'll have to earn them. Yeah, I, I was going to do some winners and losers a little bit later on this morning, and you can send some through as well. But we hadn't compared notes. But one note I'd written down in that on Adelaide, I said pound for pound they might be the best team in the competition. And that's, that's what you, you're saying. But talent for talent, mm. they're maximising what they've got better than any other side with how tough and how and how hard they tackle and how much they pressure the opposition. You, you're spot on. With and, as, as a, and as a co- through, through my coach lens, I look across and I said, all credit to Matty Nix and, the, and the, uh, the coaching team for putting together whatever it is in their mentality that brings that out of, out of their team. That's a, um, that's a great asset to have. Number five, and uh, to finish it off this morning, um, Carlton have work to do. Um, I've, I was quoted as saying they might not make it, and there is a you know, I, I think that it's not um, it's not run and won. It's not it's not something that I'd be expecting to be a photo complete. Ash Hansen had this to say about the Blues last uh, pracky match. No, we got we got beaten in the contested ball. Um, you're spot on. We base our game around the contest, which I think most AFL teams do and do really well. So um, yeah, it was a reality check tonight, especially early around that contested ball and the clearance numbers. And they didn't have Paddy Cripps, who is their contestable leader and their their heart and their soul, and he's dragged them over the line quite a few times. They didn't have Sam Walsh, who eventually will come back into that side and is one of the best transition runners in the competition, let alone in Carlton's team. But they cannot just roll into this season and assume improvement and assume that they're going to go from ninth to into the finals. It's the hardest position to make up between ninth and eighth at the end Mm. of the year on the ladder. Their top end is elite. Their clearance work into their forward aerial, when they get that game going, they're nearly unbeatable. Their, their plan A and their best, the best of their best is as good as any team in the competition. But their, tran, their transition efficiency needs work. So when, when you haven't got your A game, game, game going and you need to grind it out, I'm not sure how they hold up effectively and efficiently against momentum against them. And I think that the, the whack. On top of this, the psychological challenge, and Vossi spoke about this in an article on the, on the AFL website, they're, they're trying to stay in the moment. They want to make sure that they're not getting ahead of themselves and we've got to deal with things step by step as we go along. Saying that is the right attitude. Mm. Doing it is, is harder than, he, than actually the words that, it's, um, uh, that, it, that you need to caution against it. He is back. Look out, Geelong. Liam Jones at the dog. You've got a tackle well to win. Adelaide, a top four intensity team, and the Blues with work to do. The buck stops here for tie power. The store-wide super sale is on now.